Welcome to The Mother-Daughter Journey, a podcast for women working through the tenuous transition of a maturing mother-daughter relationship. I'm Abigail. And I'm Kelly. We know firsthand that the mother-daughter relationship is one of the most fabulous, yet frustrating, relationships you are ever going to have. Even so, we're best friends, business partners, and of course, mother and daughter. So join us as we share our ongoing journey and the lessons we've learned along the way. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the mother-daughter journey. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Today, we are so honored, thrilled, excited, all of the above to be sharing the space with the lovely Lisa Condon. Woo! Yay! Yay! Hi, I'm so excited to be here, ladies. Thank you for having me. Of course, our pleasure. Before we dive into the nitty-gritty, I'm going to introduce Lisa and just kind of give you, let you all know a little bit about who she is. She is a lover of life, first and foremost, adventurer of spirit, and cultivator of collaboration. Love that. She thrives on helping businesses find their heart and people discover their passion. Professionally trained as a Six Sigma black belt and scrum master, which we haven't ever talked about and we need to talk talk about that. Lisa integrates tried and true processes into all the work she does. Diving into life head first, You can find Lisa with her husband, Nate, traveling the world or sitting by a fire watching the stars. Two of my favorite things. (laughs) That's why we get along so well. Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, welcome. Um, I'm just going to dive right in with our very first question, which is naturally, what does the mother-daughter relationship mean to you? And it's such a great question. And I'm really excited to be here because... Um, And I I said this to you as we were communicating. So my mom passed in 2017. And I think the evolution of the mother-daughter relationship that I had with my mom from childhood into being a teenage girl (laughs) into young adulthood. And then as I got older, it changed and it ebbed and flowed. and then it's even changed since then, you know, since she has passed and what my relationship and how I view it. But it is something that is so unique and incredibly special. And what an opportunity to to really learn. And when you also take into the ancestral piece of it, because I'm not just my mother's daughter. I am my mother's mother's daughter. And I am my mother's 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 daughter. And and there's all of that connection through womb that happens Um, and whatever those experiences were and how they reacted them and how they were passed down. So I'm a culmination of huge lineages of mothers. So that's, I think I view it more holistically now than I probably ever have. It's interesting and actually gives me a different way to look at Like, I mean, I always knew incest, we talked about ancestral expectations yeah yeah, we exactly right but it's interesting to think about all of it Mm -hmm. coming from there so yes thank you for thank you for sharing that I I know so building off of that you talked about how your relationship changed can you elaborate a little bit more on the transition you know and you said it ebbed and flowed what kind of things were really wonderful and and do you remember anything that was sticky as you kind of went through that relationship oh for sure absolutely so (laughs) when I so I grew up in Lancaster Pennsylvania and in Lancaster 
uh, where I grew up. I always call it prudish, the prude Lancaster or my prude growing up because what happened in the household stayed in the household and you didn't really talk about it outside of the household. And it's really funny. I don't know if you can hear all the beeping that's happening. Um, Everything that I have is turned off like, and for notifications and I keep getting these beeps. So I'm just saying, you know, (laughs) hi mom. Um, (laughs) um, So, so with that, you know, as a little kid, I I had a very carefree childhood when I was little and grew up in a neighborhood where there were lots of other kids. You wouldn't see me. I'd go out in the morning. You wouldn't see me until I came home at night. Um, And then something shifted and I was sexually abused as a kid. And, you know, you talk about big changes from just a moment of time of something that happens. And I remember very vividly walking up the stairs from the basement after it had happened. And I told my mom and she told me she didn't believe me. That changed our trajectory for a long period of time. And so that was, you know, I was proud at that point, I was around 11. And then life kind of changed a little bit after that, you know, my relationship with her changed some of the things that uh, when she decided to leave my father and separate from him, the way she went about it wasn't stellar. And I was really put in the middle of that, which led to some real major teen angst. When I moved away at 17 and I was able to step away from the relationship and hold space for it in the way that I needed to. And I still talked to her a lot. We were still fairly close, but I saw her as a human versus as a mom. And I think once I started seeing my mom as a human being with all of her own stuff that was going on. And again, the trauma from her own mother or the competition with her sister, you know, whatever that looked like, I got to see her differently. And we started having different conversations and I was able to step into my own authenticity versus being her daughter. And I can't explain it more than that. It was more just of a shift within me and taking that control back. Abigail, I'm watching your face and you're like, yep, I totally understand. Oh, yes. Absolutely. I'm loving what, I mean, I'm loving what you're saying in regards to that. Like, because we are, when, when we're younger, we are daughters. That's what we are. We're our parents' children. Right. Until we discover ourselves. And we have to also be able to I mean it's not just discovering ourselves it's stepping into that like you were saying and being able to break the codependency and step out of that those roles that we have Mm -hmm. as mother and child right Mm -hmm. and it's it's, yeah it it was a huge changer for our relationship too when I was able to be like oh she's human right Yeah. Oh, okay. She's not just mom. She's a person. But it wasn't just that. It was also me being able to look at her and say, she's more than my daughter. Mm -hmm. So did you see that when you said your conversation started to change? Was your mom able to see you as more than her daughter? And actually always. Um, And that's something it's, and this is where I think it's very unique for, for what I experienced. Both of my parents raised my brother and I both to be incredibly independent. And they and it, I'm so grateful for that now. 
when I was younger, maybe not so much because it was like, okay, maybe I need a little more something, whatever I thought the something was. Um, but I think being a daughter was only just a part of how she saw me. You know, she already saw me as fiercely independent when I was, you know, seven, eight years old because I was. And um, and I think what started to change, though, is I stepped into myself. And because of that, my mom actually started stepping into herself differently. And that was also beautiful because I didn't realize that underneath her mother facade and was really a traumatized and scared woman of life who really was just trying to make her way. So I think when I talk about the change, I think my change, but I also think her evolution and stepping into her own authenticity and, and being okay to not have the mask on, you know, it's funny yeah. because you talked about that, Abigail, when I saw you, I'm like, I, I saw that not only for myself, but, but for my mom, which I thought was so interesting. And that's so funny because that is exactly how it happened in our relationship, mm. right? Her, her need to free herself from the mask, so to speak, allowed me to free myself from mine, which I would have held till the day I died. Mm. Like I, like I would have. Um, and so, yes, that same thing. It was beautiful. The same thing happened here. This, and this brings up, I mean, a whole different conversation that we, we can't get into because, you know, we could tangent. Tangent at time. But it, it, it brings to light once again, the beauty of how, when you start to live in your authenticity and step into yourself and you know, walk the walk, so to speak, it changes every the ripple effect. It changes everyone around you and all your relationships. Um, and it starts with the mother daughter one. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I love it. Did here. So let's talk about personally how we met Lisa is through Polka Dot Powerhouse, which is a fantastic woman's connection company. Privileged to listen, hear Lisa speak last year at their major convention and just impacted our life from a distance. We kind of talked about this previously, but just modeling herself impacted the two of us. And so we had to have her on the show. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, I mean, when when we met Lisa, we were just kind of getting into the, oh, maybe we should start a podcast. Maybe. maybe yeah. I, I don't know. We showed up at the convention being like, yeah, we're going to we're going to talk about it, which means we have to do it. Right. <laughs> we actually recorded the trailer while we were in Denver mm -hmm. that we like, you know what, we are going to do this because we had done all the research and everything. And when we were there, we recorded the trailer and we released it that week, the trailer that it was going to come. But we were so resistant yes, because we knew that starting this meant sharing our story. Mm. And I was like, nobody, want I was, I was still the mindset that nobody wants to hear that. Nobody cares. And Lisa was the one I, I was honored to be able to listen to her speak. And she was the one who told me that my story matters. All of our stories matter. And so I just want to take this moment to say thank you because I, you are honestly a big piece of why this podcast exists. So of course you had to be on it. Absolutely. Oh, well, um, 
So that means a lot to me. <laughs> and we'll ask a question so you don't have to cry. But yes, we wanted to share with our listeners, like just the impact of you modeling the things that you've done over your life, the impact that it's had for us. So the question that I'm going to ask is, can you talk about how you can help mothers and daughters who are looking for a deeper connection mm-hmm. or going through the kind of things where they're being misunderstood or not believing what's happening? Just any of those things. How can you help them? Absolutely. And, and I do want to say thank you. You know, it's, I think a lot of times we go into the work that we do when you find your purposeful work, right? Because that's very different than just working. So when you find your purposeful work, you don't often take in the, the, how you help change impact effect, whatever word you want to use. So I, I take that and I thank you for that. And I'm really grateful that you shared it with me because it's, it keeps me motivated to continue doing the work that I want to do. So, you know, you, when you were reading my, my little blurb at the beginning and you talked about being a scrum master. So essentially I was corporately trained to be a project manager, which within that uh, lean six Sigma is one of the ways that you really look at efficiencies within work being a scrum master is a way that you look at project management and there's there's two different ways of doing it there's waterfall and there's agile and scrum focuses on the agile so all of that corporate work which i still love like i love i'm a process geek i love it however i use that in my purposeful work which is making sure that values are aligned or at least known within relationships so i think one of the ways that i have helped mother-daughter relationships is doing a values card exercise. So I created values cards and I there's a process from which I work to figure out individually what values each hold. And then also as a, as a unit between mother and daughter, what values do they hold together? And then starting there, to craft and build the right relationship that makes sense and kind of takes away the unknown as to why a reaction might happen or why a decision might be made, whatever that looks like. That's one way. The other thing is I am a gratitude practitioner. And so I help individuals figure out how to actively practice gratitude, but also get really deep on gratitude and what that means and peeling back the layers exposing kind of the underbelly of yourself to get to who you truly are, which some of the values work is part of that. But even just some of the, the self-talk, the should have imposter syndrome, all of that mm-hmm. and help to net na- and help to navigate that again, to have the right conversations and the right communications. I think with mother daughters, those are probably the two biggest things that I do that I have done and I have helped those relationships evolve in a very healthy way. I love it. I'm going to dig a little deeper on the gratitude because I know you just released your, um, your gratitude compilation. And so I'd like you to talk about that. And I'm sure the process was very helpful for the authors as well. And so can you kind of share a little bit of as they were writing and tapping into the gratitude, what kind of things did you see shift? Because I think that relates to mothers and daughters when they start 
looking at what are they grateful for within each other instead of what are you not bringing to me, mm-hmm. things can shift. Absolutely. So the book actually releases on the 8th. So it's like right oh. around the corner. So I'm very excited about it. So um, but but it, it's been a year of a labor of love and working with the authors that are in it. And we just, I actually just did a live with them the other day. And I, we talked a little bit about this and how did they change and what shifted for them. And they all said, uh, there was basically a thread of commonality between it, which was we started off one way and in starting off that way and navigating the story that they just wanted to get out of them, they then realized that they needed to go deeper. So, you know, you talk about killing those layers and, and then it, with also understanding why, why they wanted, not only why they wanted to go deeper, but why they wanted to share the story they were sharing. Why were they grateful for that moment of their life? Because all of them told a specific story about their life, which I didn't see that coming. And, but why that mattered. And what I loved is none of them are topical. None of them are topical. All of them are truly around the what happened this occurred, which made me grateful because of X. And I took that gratitude into this next phase of my life. And here's how it impacted me. Watching, whew, getting goosebumps. I Watching, am too. I have chills. Yeah, I literally it, have chills. It, I mean, it was so beautiful. And every story is so different. But yet that core deep resonance with gratitude and understanding how gratitude truly can change and transform you from the inside out mattered to them. I, you know, I think also when I did, when I decided to do this book, which was kind of out of the blue, I didn't see it coming. It was never on any list. You know, I have books of my own that are coming out, never wanted to do a compilation book. And I decided to do it. Um, I also realized that this was just the first step to something much larger And so they are part of, I call them my cohort and whether they like it or not, they're part of it. And so, you know, there's things happening next year, which will lead into a 2025 gratitude conference and what that's going to look like. And so, yeah, you're hearing it first. So, you know, they will be part of that. And so for me, it's a movement really. And it's really about spreading seeds of gratitude and letting them plant where they need to get planted and grow within the individuals that they get planted with. And they're helping to do that through their stories. I love it. Oh, I'm I'm so excited for also one to read, one to read. Well, absolutely. Right. And then, Ooh, I can't wait to hear more information about this conference as it um, evolves. I know. I mean, I have chills from the book. So the conference is, (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So we talk a lot about expectations and definitions of success because we bring so much of that into the mother-daughter relationship, but we mothers are measuring themselves on how their children turn out and they don't even know why and vice versa. And so- Well, it's not just that actually. And something that Lisa said at the beginning when we were talking about being our mothers, our, our daughters, our mother's daughters and our mother's mother's daughters. Right. It's not like we were always like, oh yeah, expectations from society to be a good parent and have a, you know, good kid and expectations on the kid to 
perform well and be that good parent. But there's also the expectations from your parent on how you should parent, which came from their parent. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, it plays a big piece. Sorry. It does. So the question is something that we have been really working on ourselves over the years, especially being an entrepreneur and, you know, trying to do all the things and find our purposeful work. And so I'm curious how you would define the word success. (laughs) Oh boy. So I hate the word success and I hate it because I feel like in the corporate world, it put a stigma around that word that you could never truly quite accomplish because success equaled perfection. And I, I don't believe in perfection. I believe we all are all perfectly imperfect. But Lisa of 20 years ago would not have thought that. I would have been <laughs> like, well, success means you're meeting your goals and then you're exceeding them and you're doing all the things. And it doesn't mean that Same. to me anymore. You know, I think success equals happiness. And and then how you attain happiness in every aspect of your life, mind, body, soul, um, physically, mentally, you know, however you want to put it, that's, that is what success is to me. And, you know, I think about a tripod and with the three legs. And so when I think about, you know, mind, body, spirit, it, I can have one that's a little bit shorter for a period of time because I can still balance on the other two. But if I'm off in two of those, can't really balance on one of those legs. So it really helps you kind of identify where that work needs to be done. But if I'm happy with who I am and I am happy with the foundation that I've set for myself, I call that successful. And and then everything else is just an accomplishment that's built from that foundation. Oh, I love that. I do too. Yeah. Accomplishments don't need success. Accomplishments happen after success. Correct. Yeah. I love it. That's a game changer. Right. Right. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for that. Okay. Here's for the all time important question. I know. Right. You thought you were. I'm ready. I think I'm ready. Like my dog just walked in. He's ready. So we're ready. Here we go. Ready? (laughs) Yes. What is your favorite cookie? Oh, so I'm really allergic to so many things. My favorite, (laughs) my favorite cookie. And it's so funny because it actually falls into the mother-daughter thing. My favorite cookie is a sand tart. And I'm going to bet you have no idea what that is. <laughs> I do not. I do not. No idea. So sand tarts are a type of sugar cookie that uh, are Dutch origins, which is Lancaster County is Dutch origin. I'm Irish, but I grew up in a Dutch area. Right. And every Christmas growing up, the only cookie I would make with my mom were these sand tarts. And so you would roll out this very, very, very thin dough and you had all these different cookie cutters, but we had the metal ones and I had angels and gingerbread men, all this stuff. And it's the only cookie I ever liked doing. And yeah, that, and, but they're my favorite. And I think they're my favorite, not just because of flavor, but because of the nostalgia that comes with it. I love that. Yeah. I know, right? We get absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us today. So excited. This has been an amazing conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, what what you do for 
everybody that you come in contact with, honestly, just by, again, by leading. It's amazing. So speaking of gratitude, very grateful for your presence. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I mean, so lastly, <laughs> this has been awesome. Yeah, it absolutely has. Um, how can our listeners reach you if they want to learn more or well, first of all, thank you both for having me. I've loved watching the two of you just create and cultivate this beautiful dream together and really leading to change lives. And I had the pleasure of watching you both on stage and share your stories from your perspectives. And I also got to watch the audience that you weren't watching relate to you in beautiful ways. So I just need to share that with you. If anybody wants to learn more about me, they can check out my website. It's very easy, lisacondon.com. And they can email me at lisa at lisacondon.com. I try to make things super easy for people. That's and nice. I love talking to folks. So people can find my calendar link on there and they can set up a meeting with me, contact me and happy to have any conversation that's needed. Excellent. Thank you. All right. And folks, just so you know, we'll also be putting information on the compilation that we were talking about in the show notes. So if you are interested in taking a peek at that book, check out the show notes. And other than that, this has been amazing. Thank you so much again, Lisa. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Until next time. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Thanks for joining us on our journey today. If you liked what you heard and are looking for more, make sure to leave us a review and subscribe to this podcast. You can also follow us on social media, but for the most fun, go find us on TikTok at The Mother Daughter Journey. See you next time.